0: LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.
1: TimDillacomedy.com for all the live dates. We've got a lot of shows coming up, and we're very excited about them. Here, we're just going to run through them right now, and then we're going to put this in the front of the show. Glasgow, Dublin, London, Jacksonville, Charlotte, New Orleans, Dallas, Austin, Chicago, Houston, Cincinnati, baby, Northfield, Ohio, Sydney, Australia, Melbourne, Australia, Brisbane, Australia, Adelaide, Australia, Perth, Australia, and then that is it. This tour's over. We're wrapping it up. We would love to see you on the road. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tim Dillon Show. Hillary Clinton has just uh, contracted the disease she created, COVID-19. Bill tested negative and is feeling fine. This is from Hillary's Twitter. He's quarantining until our household is fully in the clear. Movie recommendations appreciated from Hillary Clinton, Uh, and then Jen Psaki tweets at her, finally watching Inventing Anna and recommend, and highly recommend lots of water, tea and juice. Jen Psaki, uh, press secretary for Joe Biden, recommending Inventing Anna, the show on Netflix, about a con artist in New York City to Hillary Clinton. Interesting. But a con artist who got caught and was not able to swindle her way to Chappaqua. I can say where they live. I mean, people know where they live. It's fine. It's public information. I don't need to be alive. Hillary is uh, dealing with COVID. She's uh, older. She's an older woman. So it's always tough when somebody who's an older woman contracts COVID and... She's a good woman and a woman who, well, my grandmother loved her, so that counts for something, right? right? No matter what this woman's done in her life, my, my grandmother uh, really cared about her, and uh, she was like gung-ho Hillary Clinton. Here with Ben Avery, of course, everything okay with you? You have a very odd, you've had a very weird tone. It's made a lot of people uncomfortable.
2: I'm so th- I'm so thrown off. I feel like I've I've been doing. Uh, well, you have a
1: very like it's a bossy like you get very bossy to everyone when you're it's like your studio and you're like very no, like oh, yes on. you do you and everybody realizes it. You have a very kind of bossy authoritarian. I feel streak. like I'm
2: intentionally very open, I, I open heart, and I feel like I'm very encouraging, and I feel like I bring a lot of uh, I feel like I light up a room a little bit. Not like a huge bulb, like a huge bright bulb of light, like a studio light, but I definitely I'm carrying like a candle or like a torch or something. I come in and I just feel like, hey, Ben's here. Everything's okay.
1: Okay. You've now, that is your word, word <laughs> quota for the next three episodes. You're not to utter another word. You, you are so out of line. <laughs> By the way, I was we with Devin and Ida oh, Richie, yes, yes. friends of ours. It's late night in the studio, just hanging out. And uh, the other day, we're on a plane. Now, by the way, I sit in first class; he mm-hmm. sits in coach. It's the way it is. Mm-hmm. It's the way it is. It's called capitalism. Uh, and I look back; he's sitting in the row right behind the first class curtain, trolling me, essentially sitting in like a comfort seat or some type of like higher priced seat. And I'm looking at him. I usually never see him. And I walk sometimes to the back of the plane and I give him something that we get in first class, a hard boiled egg or something. I squirrel it away to him and he's sitting right up there. But you know how God punishes him? Tell everyone what happened in the middle of the flight. Tell everybody what happened. Uh,
2: uh, a younger white man is sitting in the middle seat, fit, uh, started vomiting all wait over Wait a minute, him wait himself.
1: a minute. Uh, How did you describe him, a younger white man? <laughs> and then you said fit, like he's fit? He's fit. Okay, what in God's name <laughs> does that have to do with what happens next? It's not next? who you would think would, it would be. Who would you think it would be?
2: Um, an older woman. Of what race? I, I mean, don't. Think why the did race you just, is important? Well, you specified that, race. You brought it up. That's true. That's kind of weird. I did that.
1: Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> well, it was a white guy. It was a white <laughs> fit man. The enemy. <laughs> and what then happened to you? He
2: uh, he like like crazy started vomiting all over his his groin and his crotch. That's right. And it he did it so much he was flailing around for uh that's uh, right the throw up bags and he couldn't there weren't any and so he just kept going like about five times. Went into my uh, Ridge Wallet backpack, went on my shoes, went on my pants. I'm stuck in the window. Uh, the guy in the aisle jumped up immediately and I was just stuck. There's nothing I could do. Here's
1: then what happens they send them into first. I swear to God, they send these dirty pieces of shit <laughs> covered in vomit into first class to wash themselves off. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm not vomiting. So you bring some schmuck from steerage who's vomiting <laughs> into, it's like a $2,000 yeah. ticket, mm. and this monster who's vomiting, you know, and I hope he's okay. Because mm. he said he passed out when the plane took off. Yes. These yeah, are yeah. bad signs. You went unconscious, he said. Very, mm. out. We worry about him, mm. and we want him to be okay, but we don't want him in first class covered in vomit. Right. What is Ron DeSantis doing in Disney World? Killing uh, gay children? What's going on now? (laughs) Why is Disney World? Disney World is in like. Have you heard about this? uh, That you can't say gay now. The Mm -hmm. don't say gay in Florida. If you say gay, something happens. Something I don't know.
0: What do they do? They go. (laughs) They get you. You march or something. Putin loves the don't say
1: gay Mm -hmm. bill. Putin's. (laughs) We want to play Devin's thing. It was so funny on the show. Oh, yes, yes. Let me play leaked up. We're going to play this. This is a leaked. This is the reasons Vladimir Putin invaded the Ukraine. And I was against the Ukraine invasion in principle mm-hmm. until I. Nah, keep going, I'm almost there. Well, why prepare? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's three o'clock in the morning. We got the time. <laughs> We got people breaking into the studio. Persians are coming in here with kebabs. Ida's doing Arabian Nights. Why prepare? Another three hours here. All right. It's all right. He's you know he's been with the, the dogs all day.
2: Okay, so this is Devin's uh, video here. This is not Devin. I this didn't is, make this.
1: This is leaked. I just found it. Audio. This is, found. is why yeah. Russia has invaded uh, the Ukraine.
3: The bread, truth dobro den dobro ukraine do relative that car kuzy ves ukraine george floyd showed up the kaskov zavod ukraine garner some men men as say their name say their name niech afta is blm Dasav Das that's dina paka paul vidimisa <laughs> Shalasiva putti tada who you would ukraine we ga insecure give galaviti black lady <laughs> sketch show ukraine give Gazaviti to bel air ukraine on to grab up the bronze, the shop. The <laughs> Russian love, love TV. <laughs> Russian TV. The TV. The gonna TV. The Russian love TV. The Russian love TV. The Russian love TV. The The Joe Rogan.
1: You got to watch it, folks. If you are just listening to the show, you got to watch that as well. And now, of course, people actually, this is when you learn the uh, intellect yeah. of the American public.
0: Yeah, it's truly terrifying. People thought it was real. Like 50% of people legitimately still think it's real. I'm still getting messages like Putin doesn't give a fuck about BLM.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I doubt it. One, one of my favorite ones was the guy goes, If this is Putin, we're in real trouble. It sounds like he's lost his mind. If this is Putin, we got a lot of problems on our hands. Because he seems unwell. How did you do Russian that well? And it's, I, it sounds like Russian. I
0: guess. I mean, I say bala-la-bala bala at one point, but I just looked up like how to say hello and goodbye, and it all takes forever just to say one word in Russian, and then, you know, you just add Issa Rae.
1: Let's do a Ukraine war report. Where is the Ukraine right now uh, in terms of... the, We have the Russians who've advanced. Mm-hmm. They've done horrible things in Maripol... They're targeting civilians. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, now they're saying it's it's a stalemate. The media keeps doing this. By the way, is the media helping the Ukraine? The media keeps going, the Russians are losing. The next day, a city gets burned to the ground. (laughs) Can the media stop running articles that say, like, Putin's hitting a stalemate? Immediately after that happens, they just start shelling civilian centers. How about telling him he's winning? How about the media writing an article saying, It's over, you've done a great job. Like, this isn't working. This this idea of just telling this guy he's losing every five like if I was in a Ukraine I go, tell him it's good. He's we they're winning. I know. Tell him that he doesn't have to try so hard. This isn't exactly the best strategy here. It's keep telling the guy he's... Uh, and now we're pushing this coup angle. Mm. We're saying that there's a coup that... And, and Mark Eliotti who doesn't return my messages anymore, but he's a really great journalist about Russia, uh, and other people have said that Putin is relatively coup-proof. He's pretty... He's done a pretty good job of insulating himself. He monitors everybody around him. And he's, you know, relatively somewhat, you know, as invulnerable as you can be, even though there's always a chance, Mm -hmm. there's a shot. But now they're saying there's a coup and that the oligarchs are unhappy because they're losing money. And the new guy is going to be the guy who's the head of the FSB right now. Uh, And I forget his name. But they're saying there's a new uh, guy that the oligarchs in Russia are tapping to replace uh, Vladimir Putin. Victor Yanukovych? Nope. That's not it, Ben.
2: Okay, let me try again. Swing
1: and a miss from producer extraordinaire. Man. Ben Avery, swing and a miss. It
2: wasn't the Surge guy either, right?
1: It's not Shogu. Sergey Shogu. Shout out to Shogu. Shogu's an, been an early uh, supporter of this show. Ironic that we're in the position we are now. Um, of course, this has been a, every article. It's the head of the Russian FSB now. We could just Google that. We could Google head of the Russian FSB. There It's Alexander Bortnikov. He is a Russian intelligence officer who has served as a director of the Federal Security Service since May 12, 2008. They're now saying that the oligarchs are mad they're going to throw Putin out and install Bortnikov. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, this is probably just maybe some propaganda that we're throwing out there to, um, you know, insert a little, uh, you know, distrust Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the Putin circle, whatever it is. Uh, This is... uh, from what publication
2: This is from uh, the Tribune in India
1: The Tribune in India and but it's been they've run it a bunch of places group of russian elite plans to assassinate Putin by poison claims ukrainian intelligence So ukrainian intelligence claims that there's a plot right now to get rid of Putin and then replace him with the head of the FSB who mm. will restore economic ties mm. with the west That is you know I don't know if that's true or not Um, but that's Ukrainian intelligence saying that. Bring this up. Uh, Zelensky, they're saying his green shirt has become a symbol of defiance. Zelensky's green shirt. This is the New York Times, by the way. This isn't... This isn't uh, like a blog written by a, a student at Columbia University. It's the man in the olive tree, how President... Volodymyr, Zelensky of Ukraine transformed the meaning of a piece of cotton. Oh, God. In the beginning, it was just a T-shirt. Basic olive green. The kind worn under military fatigues or hauled out from the bottom of a wardrobe for workouts and weekends. Sometimes it was more brown than green. Sometimes it was a cross over the heart with the coat of arms in the center. But over the last four weeks, as the Ukrainian president Volodymyr Zelensky has shed his former Navy suits, white shirts, and ties, the uniform of the politician for the T-shirt, wearing it in his daily videos to his country in his speeches to the European Parliament, to the British Parliament, to the American Congress, in his interviews over the weekend with CNN, blah, 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 uh, a Zoom call with Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, I mean, what is happening? What? Uh, it uh, He did a Zoom, he, he, a widely tweeted Zoom call with Ashton Kutcher and, and Mila Kunis. Uh, it is something more, a symbol of the strength and patriotism of the Ukrainian people, a host of values. Here's the deal. I've been up front from the beginning. The war is a tragedy. Putin's a monster. Invading a sovereign nation is absolutely wrong. But Putin has a nuclear arsenal and sadly has done this he chose to do this he didn't chose to uh, you know he didn't choose to become a chef or a stand up comedian or whatever he's a, a dictator and he's doing horrible things he's killing women and children this is a horrible thing whether it's done in ukraine or iraq or where it's done it's bad but it's been done and we're living in that world and my problem with the zelensky thing is what is the end game here i mean we're talking about the guy's t-shirt and they're shelling cities Should we not be trying to pressure the guy into making a deal and saying, hey, man, we get it. You know, the Ukrainian people are tough, but we need to figure out a way to end this war Mm -hmm. and not, you know, make it into some type of this isn't a party. I'm afraid. Yeah, no, we're
0: it is scary, scary. Can we go back to hating white people? Right. (laughs) I thought this country hated, like, white people. Why is the media so in love with the white Ukrainians?
1: Well, they and when some of them are not, some of them are legitimately Nazis. The Azov Battalion. Mm -hmm. They're Sieg Heiland. They're legitimate. It's not even like maybe they're Nazis. It's like they're certainly Nazis. Mm. And... They're singing at the Academy Awards, the Azov Battalion, (laughs) which is odd, but necessary. Um, The T-shirt is a reminder of Mr. Zelensky's origins as a regular guy, a connection between him and the citizen soldiers fighting on the streets. I get it. It, 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 Listen, Putin's invasion is not justified because they have some Nazi battalions Mm -hmm. over there, but... The Nazi battalions aren't great. And articles about the Ukraine before the war, and again, none of this justifies the invasion, mm-hmm. but they were like, it's one of the most corrupt countries. Mm-hmm. They've got a huge Nazi problem. Yep. Uh, LGBT attacks are becoming more coordinated. These are all things that were said about the Ukraine. I mean, Ukraine is probably not a progressive paradise. Um, you know, but but it still doesn't mean that Putin... Is is you know seriously denazifying the country, um, but I just think we need to push for some type of so we're we're getting too into Zelensky as a guy, mm-hmm. where and he's getting too into this. It, it it almost feels like he's like what happens when they say it's like his COVID where it's like yeah. hey man, you're gonna have to give Putin some territory. This is the way it's gonna work. You're not gonna get out of this without giving Putin territory. He's kind of becoming a little Fauci-like, yeah. where he's just, he's doing podcast. The country's getting killed, and he's on My Favorite Murder. I mean, this is a, a problem, right? I mean, there's there's got to be some idea of concessions being made by the Ukraine that they're not going to be happy about because otherwise we're going to see more death and more chaos and more carnage, and I just feel and I respect I understand Zelensky's in a spot and he didn't leave his people. He didn't, they didn't he didn't take the airlift out of the country. That's all respectable. He's to be respected for that. But what we have to be careful about is we we just can't have a guy uh, who's kind of and people are gonna blame me. They're like, well, it's not his fault. I understand that, but we can't drag this out forever here because, you know. People's lives are at stake. And there's already 10 million people that have left the Ukraine. And we also can't just have a nuclear war, which I know disappoints a lot of people in the ruling class that think a nuclear war would be a great idea. The New York Times, by the way, this is a great article from the New York Times. Uh, They're now preparing you for, like, nuclear war. Mm. The New York Times is now going out and saying, hey, this nuclear war you're all freaked out about, is actually not going to be that bad. I swear to God. Mm. They're going, hey, this, this nuclear exchange you've been dreading is actually not the nuclear exchange of the 50s. It's actually going to be much cooler than that. And uh, that's a little disturbing. I don't love that article that they wrote. Any article that seems to minimize the damage a nuclear war could do, Scares me. Mm-hmm.
3: It's
1: a little scary. Here we go. New York Times: the smaller bombs that could turn Ukraine into a nuclear war zone. And the whole thing here, they had like a sub uh, title here, which was was basically, and maybe they changed this, but the the, the thing that I tweeted uh, was essentially they were saying like. Experts say a new generation of less destructive nuclear arms may make the prospect of a nuclear strike less unthinkable than it once was. So they're
3: like, hey. What's the big deal?
1: You don't want nuclear war? Is that what you're saying? I mean I, I think the point is like, hey, we can we can hey, there can be a few nukes right that go off. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. There could be a few nukes. We don't want we don't want it to get too crazy. Concern about these smaller arms has soared as Vladimir Putin in the Ukraine war has warned of his nuclear might. Has put his atomic forces on alert and has had his military carry out risky attacks on nuclear power plants. The fear is that if Mr. Putin feels cornered in a conflict, he may choose to detonate one of the lesser nuclear arms, breaking the taboo set 76 years ago after Hiroshima and uh, Nagasaki. And somebody goes, the chances are low but rising. Um, and they are, they are rising steadily because we. I don't think fully understand the sanctions have crippled their economy and he's, this guy's desperate and again we keep running articles saying he's losing
3: mm-hmm.
1: every fight I mean he's just not you know the whole media angle here is like he's he's loo-
0: it's over for you every late night shows are talking openly about assassinating him and like, yeah. people are making jokes about killing him and yeah stuff. no I'm it's like, a great I'm a idea
1: afraid. James Corn's out and hey, we can we can just kill him <laughs> Let's kill Vladimir Putin. He's lost the war, pussy. Nuke us, pussy. It's like, it's a bit, it's a bit much. I don't know what to think about all of this. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm a fan of a non nuclear uh, uh, arrangement here. Same. A yeah. non nuclear. Yeah. I mean, doesn't the New
0: York Times? writer of this article, doesn't he know he dies too? Like, like all the you people know, pushing this, isn't it just suicide? Like, we all die. Some of them do.
1: Some of them have bunkers under the ground. Some of them... In D.C. and shit, yeah, yeah, some, some people uh, are, pre- have been preparing for this, believe it's an inevitability,
0: mm-hmm.
1: believe it, you know. They also don't, you know, a bunch of people die, they go, ah, you know, get back on track. To get back on track after that. I read that nuclear war would wipe
0: out like 700 million people and any hey, survivors. That's a real, would, hey, hey, by the way, inflation,
1: not a big problem anymore. <laughs> Nothing brings the inflation numbers down like a nuclear war. You get rid of 700 million people, that's a good idea. All of a sudden, things start to seem because, uh, you know, maybe 100 to some million of them are from our country. Things start to seem a lot more reasonable Yeah. when you start shedding people. We got to shed people here. There's no other way around it. We got to shed people. So whether it's a nuclear war or not, people got to go. How bad is the economy right now? I mean, what is the price of gas?
2: I saw California. It was uh, six on average. It's 696 near where I live. Average U.S. Let's see, 4...
0: 6.96, even in your neighborhood. <clears throat> and, like, a little closer to downtown, but, yeah. It's really God!
2: Crazy. Yeah. Man, yeah, but it's about four,
1: four six, four nine. National average is
2: 4.2. Mm.
1: Do you have the Colbert bit? Let's get the Colbert bit up about... Uh, I wonder if we can play it. Can that. we play
2: it? What's he doing?
1: Why can't we play it?
2: Because uh, it's copyright of uh, what is that? CBS or yeah, CBS, they yeah. they
1: understand. We got I got an arrangement with them. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, uh, I got an arrangement with Viacom. Um, I can. I, I'm I'm good. <laughs> they else? don't? No, it's, uh, Colbert where he tells everybody to go uh, buy a uh, Tesla. Oh, okay.
4: that's right. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I will never complain about a destination wedding again. <laughs> Russia has been hit with a series of crippling sanctions, and it looks like there's more to come because the U.S. and its European allies are now discussing banning imports of Russian oil. Take that, Putin. We're not going to buy our gas from a war criminal. We're going to buy it from the good guys, Saudi Arabia. (laughs) But it's going to cost. Since the invasion, oil prices have skyrocketed. Today, the average gas price in America hit an all-time record high of over $4 per gallon. Okay, that stings, but a clean conscience is worth a buck or two. No, it's not. I'm willing to pay. It's important. It's important. I'm willing to pay $4 a gallon. Hell, I'll pay $15 a gallon because I drive a Tesla. (laughs) right now people all over the world are trying to find uh, inventive ways to help ordinary
1: yeah so i mean you know i i I, you know i get it this Saudi joke's pretty funny but you know telling people you can spend another dollar or two on a gallon of gas and you know you know that's not helping right i don't think that really warms the hearts of people in this country who are destitute Makes you furious watching it. Yeah, it makes you angry uh, watching it because people are suffering already. And I don't think that there's a real good, you know, a clean conscience. I mean, a clean what? conscience. What are we doing in like Yemen? Yeah. Like- Pull up Yemen, by the way. See what's going on over in Yemen. <laughs> what's Just hit the latest? Google image. Just hit uh, Google image Yemen. Already? Yeah. Go to the third uh, photo over there. What's that? What happened there? It looks like a scene out of the Bible. (laughs) What's going on over there? That seems to be a problem, too. But nobody's talking about a dollar or two uh, gas uh, for Yemen. Jesus. Saudi Arabia has been bombing Yemen with American money and American equipment for years They've been carrying out what essentially amounts to a genocide in Yemen. And this is why people hate late night comedy, they hate performative activism, they hate all this stuff because they know, they, they, they genuinely know that it's fake and that it's very selective and that it only, you know, it's a zeitgeisty thing, it's the in thing to do. And they're gonna have a thing on the Academy Awards. And I'm not saying that the Ukraine is not something that you should you should feel horrible about and, and notice, but saying, well, you could have a clean conscience. You should never, with the things this government's done, you should never go to bed with a clean conscience. If you're paying it, t- if you've read a book, no clean conscience at all. Um, Amy Schumer tried to get Zelensky on the show. We talked about this on the Patreon. We're not mm-hmm. gonna go over it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, But the Oscars have said no to that.
5: Mm -hmm.
1: They've said no, which is sad because I wanted to see that. Same. I wanted to see Zelensky on the Academy Awards doing a comedy bit with Amy Schumer while his country's being uh, uh, attacked. I think that'd be a good use of his time to uh, be on the Academy Awards (laughs) making, doing a bit. About the, the shelling of the country, what if Zelensky really came on and just they just did some like bit that just didn't land? About now, <clears throat> the Nazis in the Ukraine, because now they're and they're taping people that are looting and stuff to things, and people mm-hmm. are going, look at them, they're doing the wrong thing. I mean, by the way, I mean all the things America's done with you well, know, I mean taping people to a poll is not even the least of it. But they are taping uh, people. You know, it's martial law over there. It's not great. So if they think somebody is eluding or something, they're taping them to a poll. And this has made people very uncomfortable that are watching this, trying to figure out, you know, what our role should be. Vigilante punishment spreads in the Ukraine. And a lot of people that are doling out these punishments are this azov battalion of nazis mm-hmm. um, but they're not the bad not they're not like the nazis like that are like the charlottesville like they're, these are like there's con- different kinds of not like there's like different kinds of nazis and people don't realize this and like these nazis are in when a nazi is hot in this business they're hot Let's get real. When a Nazi has heat in the entertainment business, they got heat. It's a business about heat. Not about talent, per mm-hmm. se, but it's about heat. True. And when you're hot, you're hot. And right now, the Azov Battalion is hot. We like them. They're in. We want to know more. We like it. They're patriotic. They're standing up to Putin. Um. So... They're not the Nazis that are out. There's Nazis that are out that we, we say they're not marketable, and let's get them off social. Let's get them off social media. Let's put them in the back of the room. Not a fan of those Nazis, but then there are Nazis. Uh, they're a little more cinematic. It's more exciting. They're more exciting. The industry kids. They're industry kids. They're, we hand-picked them. They're selected. You've been selected. Azov Battalion, they're the Nazis of the moment. <laughs> they're the Nazis of the moment. And there's, here's the deal. And this is, I'm going to, this is going to come out wrong. I'm trying to figure out how to say it and, and remain with the ability to communicate with large numbers of people. But here's what I'll say. You, every now and then, you need a cool group of Nazis. Every now and then. Not a lot. You don't want to overdo it. But every now and then, you need to overlook some shit and just elevate a cool group of Nazis because hey it's punk rock (laughs) it's punk rock and we forget about that we forgot we've gotten soft but now do you they just the the Azov Nazi guy literally just was broadcast on CNN they had him on yeah. (laughs) yeah they had him on They had him on.
2: Let's see here. They had him on.
1: They had him on to
0: make his case. Mm -hmm. Malcolm Nance on Twitter says there's no Nazis left in the Azov Battalion, that they've been rid of all Nazis.
1: Well, that's disappointing, isn't it? Yeah. And here's what I say about that. I don't believe that. But maybe after this happens, the Azov Battalion's hearts will be warmed. By Amy Schumer. Yeah. What if Amy Schumer convinces the Azov Battalion to stop being Nazis and start queering the space (laughs) by accepting LGBTQIA2 people into their brigade? Perhaps. So now we have the A's of the head of the Azov battalion here.
2: Yeah, his name is Dennis, uh, Dennis. I'm trying to pronounce- Don't even try Por- with the Pinko. names.
1: Don't even try with the names. Here's the clip here.
6: Now, CNN has spoken with uh, a commander, a Ukrainian military commander, who's been defending the city from the siege. Take a listen to what he sent us a day ago.
5: People are cooking food in the streets, risking their lives under their continuous Now, let me be honest.
6: And-
1: I get a Nazi vibe. <laughs> if it was just based on vibes. Mm-hmm. If it was just based on vibes, I get a Nazi vibe. Not saying what, what the defending of the city is bad. Not saying you don't have to make alliances with people that are nutty, but I get a little bit of a Nazi vibe from this gentleman. Now, nah, I could be wrong. Let's see what he has to say.
5: Bombing and the temperature is minus five degrees Celsius in the street, killing the civilian. The amount of victims grows every day. Now it is uh, more than 3,000, but nobody knows the exact amount because. People are buried together in the same tomb with no names. Many bodies are just outside the streets without being buried. Some of people are under the ruined buildings buried alive. Ukrainian army is trying to help civilians with food and water, but it's not enough. There is no safety places for people in Mariupol. The missiles of the enemy are attacking the houses and people are dying in their beds.
1: It's a horrible situation. Um, that needs to end, truly. I mean, there. You know, this can't. This is. This has to end. We have to figure a way out of this. Uh, and you know, you know, I, I don't want to. You know, we can't split hairs here about. Uh, you know, yeah, we got. Uh, there's some Nazis there that are. They're doing the work. <laughs> they put their head down. They're doing the work. The Nazis were very bad, but they were they weren't inefficient. So if you could get the Nazis to do things you want them to do, like what about a Nazi run steakhouse? Be great. Right? So if we could focus Nazis on other things, we're doing the right thing here. Yeah. What about this Katenji uh, Brown Jackson, uh, the woman who's uh, the Supreme Court? People are getting mad at her because she's, uh, I don't know, there's some, uh, she sentenced some people with child porn to, uh, I don't know, people, not a lot of, I don't know, people want her to sentence, it's very late, but people (laughs) want her to sentence uh, the the people with the uh, child porn for uh, longer periods of time, but apparently, so Josh Hawley went at her, mm-hmm. and I don't know if she had a response to that. Um, so she's going to push back here forcefully. She's a smart woman, and mm-hmm. so these did- Supreme Court things. What were you going to say?
0: She just, like, gave him a slap on the wrist, like it wasn't
1: life. Yeah, I for- think she did, like, three months a few times. <laughs> three yeah, it was, you know. <laughs> I don't know the circumstances of every case. But I think she was like, listen,
0: you know. We all do it. I think maybe it was. (laughs) That's what she said.
1: (laughs) I think it was kind of a, hey, you know. You didn't see that stop sign (laughs) type of thing. Yeah, it was a
0: fix-it ticket.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know, say, they're, they're saying that she sentenced the defendants to an average of 47% less time than what, other, what the prosecutors asked for. But let's watch her push back. She firmly pushed back on that. Here we go. Here we go.
7: Came up yesterday in the opening phase of this uh, nomination hearing. Uh, and it's the issue involving child pornography. I want to turn to that issue because it was raised multiple by the way, times primarily by- I mean
1: is this country not beyond over <laughs> <laughs> I mean what an emba- what an embarrassing country to live in at this point <laughs> It's been the most apocalyptic lineup of topics oh, I mean and- <laughs> c- I mean can you even imagine this Okay we got the Supreme Court nominee and hey <laughs> we want to cover t- uh, child porn and you're letting these guys off you're letting these guys off the kiddie porn cases. Explain yourself. I mean, this is the... And I mean, I hope she's not doing that, but people are saying she is. Let's see what she says, please.
7: Senator from Missouri. And it was, he was questioning your sentencing record in child pornography cases uh, that do not involve the production of pornographic material. I thought about his charges as I watched you and your family listening carefully yesterday, and what impact it might have had on you personally.
8: As a mother and a judge who has had to deal with these cases, I was thinking that nothing could be further from the truth. What we
3: need to minute. do oh, is... Wait a minute. That. wait. wait. Oh, that can oh, Hold it. on. Hold on.
1: <laughs> Get this woman's response <laughs> up, Benjamin, please. <laughs> They've leveled a serious accusation. This yeah, they
0: cut
2: it
1: off. This is the rest of it here. You know, yeah, oh, come on. Yeah, the rest is in text. I tell them about the adults who are former child sex abuse victims. Tell me that they will never have a normal adult relationship because of this abuse. I tell them about the ones who say I went into prostitution. I fell on the drugs. I was trying to suppress the hurt. that was done to me as an infant. Almost every one of these sentences, when I look in the eyes of the defendant who's weeping because of giving him a significant sentence, what I say to him is, do you know that there is someone who has written to me and told me that she's developed agoraphobia? She cannot leave her house because she thinks that everyone she meets um, will have seen her, will have seen her pictures on the internet, they're out there forever, at the most vulnerable time of her life, so she's paralyzed. She added, I tell that story to every child porn defendant. Did she just work child porn? Is that was that was that it? Oh God! Was that all she worked? <laughs> was job <child> pornography? <laughs> wasn't wasn't there anything else? Oh. What are, is there any? Are there are there no other cases in front of this woman? <laughs> and I don't know. I, 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 they're saying she's been lenient on this, but I, I mean, I. I don't know. I hope not.
2: Yeah, I hope not either.
1: That'd be horrible. <laughs> but I mean, here's the deal. I don't know if these cases are like a nineteen year old has sex with a seventeen 17- I don't know what's going on. But there was one case I think with a guy was eighteen and the person was eight. That's not good. <laughs> okay. No, I mean that's supposedly that was one of the cases. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's like, you know, we're
0: progressing as a country. And I mean,
1: and then they go into the critical race theory. Yeah. How about course, we figure man. out the child Come porn on. first? Like, how do we just bounce from that? So now let's, go, let, let's talk about the don't say a gay mm-hmm. in Florida because this is, uh, I've solved this issue. And again, mm-hmm. I solved it on YouTube literally last week. Yep. Where I said you do a take a tit, leave a tit, where you give the kids prosthetics, fake dicks, fake tits. They don't make irreversible physical changes to their bodies. You give them prosthetic dicks and tits and pussies, and you hand them out if they want them. It's a good idea. It's a great idea. You go to a guidance counselor, you get a puss for the day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. And that way nobody can say they're doing irreversible. Thing. And if they grow out of it, and then when they get older, if they go, yeah, I want a real puss, they get a real puss. If they grow out of it, they give their dick back, and everybody and they graduate. Yeah. Is, am, am I nuts, or is that not a humane compromise? Yeah. The parents on the way to the school, they go, don't forget your dick. <laughs> they grab the dick. I know this sounds like I'm making light of everything, but it's kind of what I have to do. I mean, I know that comedy now is about my truth. This is my truth, my personal truth. It's not about you, the audience of slobs. (laughs) Got bust in here. It's about my own personal truth. I'm plumbing the depths of myself. I'm so goddamn significant. I need to continually plumb the depths of myself because there's so much there. There. There's so I have layers, and they're going to be peeled off. Peel the layers off one by one, make myself vulnerable in front of a room full of people. Disney workers walked out over the company's response to the Don't Say Gay bill. Well, what is the company's response to the Don't Say Gay bill? Uh, Re- right the here. recent statements by the Walt Disney Company leadership regarding the Florida legislature's recent Don't Say Gay bill have utterly failed to match the magnitude of the threat posed by the legislation. So Disney's kind of just going, hey, let's just—Disney's being Disney. They're not taking a hard stance on this. Mm-hmm. But Disney's pretty pro-gay, right? Right. They've been pretty pro- Like Ben Shapiro's doing these things where he's like, the Disney World. Disney World has been taken over by LGBTQ people. <laughs> gay people have taken over Disney. Disney's been completely gay forever. It's been gay. Every single movie is about uh, guys sucking each other off. That's what it's about. Um, so now they're saying they can't, uh, employees are calling for the Disney to stop uh, making donations to certain Florida politicians, including Ron DeSantis, and commit to a plan to protect LGBTQIA staff from such legislation. So what do you mean protect the staff? What do you, I mean, put them in a the magic kingdom. Put them in a castle. I don't understand how you're going to protect the gay staff. This bill's about two-year-olds. It's about second graders not being instructed in gender ideology. How many second graders are working for Disney? I don't understand. They go, we're going to protect the staff. It's about kids. It's it's like third grade and under. Organizers of the walkout claimed that some employees of Disneyland in California who, who did not feel safe to walk out Tuesday were told they... They couldn't wear pride trans Mickey pins, (laughs) which they said Disney sells to show their support. I want a trans Mickey pin. (laughs) So they're basically saying you can't wear trans Mickey pins at Disney World, which I don't agree with. Let them wear the trans pin of Mickey. What does that look like
2: the trans mickey pin
1: can you get a trans mickey pin up for christ Trans mickey pin he's always behind the eight ball oh
2: Oh, okay it's the trans uh flag flag. with the mickey hat Mm -hmm. i believe that's a trans flag let
1: him wear it nobody even knows what it means people don't know what that is no somebody from alabama is gonna be like there's pretty colors Well, actually, I'm glad it's a trans Mickey pin. (laughs) What? It's a trans Mickey pin. Gender's not real. Just, just put them on Space Mountain. Why does everything have to be a big fight? Put them on Space Mountain and have them eat the shit food, stand in the lines, spend their money and leave. So they did this walkout at Disney World. By the way, I think everyone should walk out at Disney World. Employees and visitors. And it should be burned to the ground. I I don't understand. As a gay person who's been out for years. And by the way, I I do want to make an announcement on the show. I'm coming out as queer. Because that means I'm gay, but now I can be in movies. I'm queer now. So I'm not gay because that's a little Nazi-ish but I'm queer, meaning that I'm gay, but more importantly, I can be in movies because I'm queer now, which doesn't mean, it just means that I can be in the business again.
2: Mm.
1: I can be in the industry again. I'm queer, I'm, I'm other, I'm different. Gender's a spectrum. Now, why are they hanging a gay Mickey now? What is going on here? So, they have a gay Mickey Mm -hmm. and they've got tape around his arms and he goes, I'm walking out too. So, Mickey is walking out. I'm, I'm so confused about everything now.
2: This is them uh, walking out right here. And uh looks like this is in Burbank.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. I can walk out. No, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm as somebody who's queer mm-hmm. and now now has a career because I'm queer. Uh, Yeah. Queer is different than gay. I, it's it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I, I go to I get invited now to events. It's a very big change. I, I, realizing that I was queer because I I can't get anything in the business made and put on television or in a movie. So I realized overnight that I was at, I was queer, and that I had been suppressing that for a very long time, and I had only kind of been gay, which isn't doesn't really mean anything. Uh, And I realized that gay is very, it's an archaic concept because it's based on gender, which we know isn't real. So the idea that I am attracted to members of my same sex isn't real because there there are no sexes. I'm queer and now I'm going to be the bell of the ball and I'm excited (laughs) about it. Because I'm, I, it's going to make me money. My sexuality should make me money. My identity should make me money. If 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 you're coming out of something now, it better be to make you money. Don't even gay doesn't mean shit. You better come out as something that can make you money. Please, don't be stupid. Um, so I'm I'm proud to announce that I am. Queer, and I'm not, I'm, uh, I refuse to do business with Disney until they let people wear the trans Mickey pin in the Haunted House. I mean, can you imagine Ukraine reading this? There's just people sitting in a bunker. Their entire lives have been destroyed. The buildings are just blowing up. And we're going, no, there's a, a pin. It's a, it's a Mickey pin, and we were told not to wear it at Tower of Terror. As a part of the town hall, Disney announced that Mr. Chappack had postponed a management retreat planned for next week in Orlando, Florida. He and senior executives would instead use that time to go on a listening tour at Disney workplaces, both domestically and overseas. Good. Because people are concerned and they should have a listening tour. They, They should listen to the employees that are angry. Sit down and hear them out. Somebody's wearing a shirt that says gay and tired. Well, it ain't from exercise. Because she's fat. <laughs> That's why I have made that uh, joke. Because there's a fat person. She's tired. People are angry. Texas has gone nuts. They're like prosecuting trans par- kids, uh, you know, trans kids that are getting medical things. Whatever you think about that. <clears throat> Texas is now like we could prosecute their parents. That's insane. Leave the family alone. Yeah, let them do whatever they let want. Let them do it! I look at it like you picked the, you know, you picked the wrong major. Mm-hmm. Texas court reinstates injunction blocking probes of transgender kids' parents. So, Greg Abbott's going out of control, but the courts are stopping him.
3: Mm.
1: Because, it, 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 you know, this is too intrusive here. They're going hard with the anti-abortion. Mm-hmm. You can't even have an abortion at Disney World now. Do you know this? <laughs> no, they, there was an abortion clinic in Disney World. <laughs> and they're trying to ban it. You used to be able to have an abortion and then go to Epcot. Now you can't. This is what I mean. It's getting out of hand. Let's talk about the L.A. mayor's race here before the end of the show because you brought up a great point. We have a great new mayor who uh, or candidate. Yeah, Caruso. Caruso. And I, I like this guy because Caruso built the Americana in Glendale, which is a disgusting outdoor mall. Where animals go and they eat it to Cheesecake Factory. But he's gonna build one, another version of it exclusively for homeless people and let them play in the fountains and have fun and shit wherever they want. And I think that's the move. Can you get up his ad, his advertisement?
3: Oh, yes, yes. They yes. can't
1: get mad at us playing that. No, no, no. Rick Caruso, he's gonna be the new mayor. Of Los Angeles because he is uh, he, he's very good at building malls. So he's going to fix the problem. Because w- the homeless crisis is really because th- they don't have a mall.
2: I don't think he put it on YouTube, but I bet I can find out. on like,
1: website. Thank you, Ben. You don't have to telegraph what you're doing. You can just deliver. Um, But I like if he goes, he's like, the problem is that they don't, Homeless people don't have a mall of their own. Give them a mall. Give them an outdoor mall where they can conduct their business. Yeah, give them a I trolley think nobody that
0: goes around in anthropology. Something's fun. Yeah.
1: Something fun. C- clear everyone out of H&M. Let them go in there.
2: <laughs> Here's an ad he's running called Faith, Family, and Community.
7: Think nobody can clean up
2: LA? Yes. Meet Rick Caruso. Uh-oh. Lifelong
7: Angelino. Husband, father, grandson of immigrants. Raised to put faith, family, and community first. A lifelong builder and job creator. That's right. Rick created the Southland's most beloved community centers. And he always shares that
1: success. What are you talking about? <laughs> the Americana is a beloved community center? It's a corporate hellscape. It's a beloved community center. People in Glendale don't know where to go. Yeah, I mean, it's a big outdoor mall. Just a community
0: center. (laughs) He hands out turkeys on Thanksgiving, like Frank Lucas. Rick
1: Caruso a lifelong Angelino. He's made billions of dollars building outdoor malls, and now he's ready to build one for the homeless. Keep going, Ben. Giving millions to provide health care and a good education
7: to kids in L.A.'s poorest neighborhoods and giving tirelessly of himself. First
6: appointed by Tom Bradley, he served L.A. under three different mayors, fought corruption and waste and cut crime 30
7: percent. I'm running for mayor because the city we love is in a state of emergency. Rampant homelessness, people living in fear for their safety and politicians at City Hall just in it for themselves. My only special interest? is Los Angeles, the city we love. It's why I'll work for a dollar a year, and I won't take a dime from special interests. I'm already (laughs) rich. (laughs)
1: Together. I'll work for a dollar a year. I'm already loaded. And I'm a little sick of this city getting less comfortable for me and my friends. So I'm going to work for a dollar a year, and we're going to use direct energy weapons on the homeless. You pay me a dollar a year, and I will have the LAPD out there with batons every day. It'll cost the taxpayers only a dollar a year for me to vaporize homeless people in the middle of the night so you can feel safe going to the Americana in Glendale and getting a a fucking herb-crusted salmon at the Cheesecake Factory for $48. (laughs) I feel like the people in this don't even know they're in a Rick Caruso ad. He just took photos of people. The city we love. Finish this.
7: We can clean up L.A. Read my action plan at CarusoCan.com.
1: Rick Caruso can clean up L.A. Now, get an interview of him up before we get out of here, because maybe I'm making fun <coughs> of this guy, but... Let's talk.
2: Yeah, I got one right here.
1: Maybe maybe this guy's got a plan because you've lived here forever. Mm-hmm. Tell people about it real
2: quick.
0: <laughs> uh, it's a great place. A lot of homeless people. Well,
1: yeah. what's the, what are the problems?
0: <laughs> the homeless. <laughs> and he's going to handle it.
1: Look at this man. He's going to fix it. <laughs> Rick Caruso. Work for a
3: dollar a year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this fucking this, what is these dumb slogans? I'll work for a dollar a year. Why the dollar? <laughs> Just say you have to make something. <laughs> I gotta. <laughs> I gotta be able to go home and look at my wife. So I need at least a dollar a year. Let's see what, maybe I'm wrong. Let's see,
6: Rick. Uh, About sort of what separates you, because ultimately this is a job interview, right? And people got to pick who is the best person for this job. You have a different biography than most of the other people that are running. Why are you the most qualified person to lead LA when a lot of the people you're running against have a lot more experience in yeah, government service? They have built cheesecake <laughs> well, factory.
3: Let me first talk about them, of so generally the for a yeah, minute, factor. then I'm going to talk
7: about me, which is an important question that you've asked. Um, they've had a lot of opportunity. They've had decades of public service to get something done, and they haven't. They failed. And I just find it interesting that you've got a group of people that are tasked with making the city safe and livable, and they've had a decade to get it done. They've failed, but they want to raise and a job promotion. That wouldn't happen anywhere else, right? And so if you think they've done a good job, I'm not your candidate. If you want more of the same, I'm not your candidate. Let me tell you about Rick Caruso. I've worked hard, I'm from humble beginnings, I love life, I love giving back, and I've got a track record of moving into a situation where there's a serious problem or a crisis and fixing it. I came For into example, LAPD. It was
1: last summer, at the Cheesecake Factory at the Americana, there was a crisis <laughs> because one of the chefs was drunk every day and he was burning the chicken fingers. <laughs> and if you know anything about the Cheesecake Factory, we got great chicken fingers in there. So what I did was I sent him to a rehabilitation program and brought in another chef who is actually my deadbeat cousin. My deadbeat cousin came in there and he actually did a great job, but that's the kind of experience I have.
7: (laughs) Under a federal consent decree, run by a federal judge, crime was spiking. I reformed LAPD, hired Bill Bratton, we dropped crime by 30%. That was a crisis situation. Asked to step up at USC. We turned USC around with a lot of help from leadership But that's a very different enterprise today than it was. If this works,
1: the only people committing crime in this city will be the cops. (laughs) If my plan is is enacted, the only dangerous people in this city will be the police. (laughs) I want to restore LA back to the rampart PD days. As we know, the LAPD is a great institution, and I'm proud proud to... I reformed them. That involved telling them, hey, hey, do it quietly. I reformed the LAPD with my do it quietly program. <laughs> do it quietly. <laughs> it's the, uh, my do it quietly
3: program. <laughs> it's very successful.
1: <laughs> Where we... We encourage cops to behave exactly as they were, but quietly. You bust that guy's <laughs> head in quietly. Don't make a big deal about everything. See the rest of this. I'm, You know what, this guy's, I, I'm starting to believe in him.
7: Yeah, he's good. Four years ago when I took over his chair and I have this passion about Los Angeles and we're in a crisis. That's what it is. Let's say what it is. And I've got a track record of being able to manage through a crisis, lead, I'll hold myself accountable, I'll make tough decisions, and I'm not looking for another job. I want to be mayor, I want to get a job done and go home. I'm not looking at making decisions through a political lens to get reelected like all of my other candidates who are running are doing.
6: Uh, And when you say USC, you were chairman of the board of trustees at USC. Uh, Fight on. So uh, let's talk about, because we know the two biggest issues right now. You lead with them in your campaign ad. Why don't we ever see the face of this guy? Is this
1: Milo Yiannopoulos? Why don't we ever see the face of the interviewer? This is incredibly disturbing. Have you ever seen an interview like this? You don't even see the face of the interviewer. I mean, what is happening?
2: I guess Fox 11 only brought one camera or something. And why is
1: he being interviewed in a restaurant? I don't know. What's going on?
6: (laughs) All right, keep going. All right, all right some of your critics point to the fact that you supported George Gascone for district attorney do you regret that and do you now support his uh, recall
7: so I knew George when I was the president of the police commission and he was a deputy chief and he wanted to be chief I didn't make him chief he wasn't ready for it at the time and I hired Bill Bratton now he left and became the chief at Mesa Arizona then went up to San Francisco I knew a very different George now, what happened to George on his journey from Mesa to San Francisco that changed the way he thought about fighting crime is very different than where he was. So early in his campaign, I did support him. He was a friend. I knew him from, from our time together at to LAPD. Once his campaign started rolling out and I was hearing about what his plans were, I quickly pivoted and I gave to Jackie Lacey and I gave her a significant amount of money to support her. So, I regret what George has done, and I think George either needs to stand up and say the policies that I've put into place are harming our communities, and I'm going to change them, or he should step down, and if he doesn't step down, he should be recalled, because he is harming our communities. And I stand with Charlie Beck, and I stand with Bill Bratton that said the same thing. This was a different George than we all knew when we worked at LAPD together. I don't know what's happened. But clearly he's got to change, or he's got to go.
6: The other big issue is homelessness. Yep. Number one thing you're going to do that's going to be different than the people that have been in there so far. Kill
7: them. Day one, declare a state of emergency, move the authority into the mayor's office. I'll be accountable to fix it. I'm going to build the smartest team in the country to go fix the problem. We're going to go build 30,000 temporary beds. We've got excess land throughout the city that's declared surplus land. We're going to give people an option to move into a clean, safe place in a very humane way, or give them the right them. services that they need mental health, physical health. But you physical don't get out, a choice get to, to a stay gym. on the street anymore. The minute you we have finishes, a bed for you, you move you into the bed. Or otherwise, room. there's a consequence to being on the street. You, you have to draw a bright line that we've got communities you have to all give around Los Angeles, luxury. whatever because demographics. that you have
1: to do is you have to do the best finishes. You have to really do indoor-outdoor living because a lot of them are outdoor anyway. You have to do indoor-outdoor living. You need large windows, lots of natural light. You need buildings with gyms. You know, we need to move them into into luxury. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to build all these luxury units, and if the homeless people can't afford them, we just sell them to foreign billionaires. (laughs) (laughs) But the most important thing... (laughs) We're gonna give the homeless people the option to get a job that pays a lot of money and move into these units for $18,000 a month and if they can't afford that We're gonna just put these units on the market at market value and uh, we'll leave the homeless exactly where they are
7: (laughs) That are severely impacted by encampments you can't tolerate it anymore when you say there's a consequence What does that mean you're arrested? probably are arrested. If, if we give you a bed, and we give you the services, and we clean you, and we feed you, and we support you, and I think there should be retraining programs to get people back on their feet that can get back on their feet, why then should we allow people to live on the street?
1: Good, good point.
7: And where do you draw that line? You can't. And that's what's happened with this problem. Everybody has been so politically correct in their mind, whatever that means, to deal with it The problem has just gotten larger.
6: Let's talk about your place in this race. Um, You live a very comfortable lifestyle after working really hard and being very successful in business. That is the American dream, right? Right? But the average American doesn't live your lifestyle. The average Los Angelino doesn't live your lifestyle. How do you relate to somebody who's struggling to pay the bills?
7: Well, let me tell you, again, I grew up with immigrant parents from Italy that lived in Boyle Heights, and my grandfather was a gardener, and I remember riding in his truck, and I remember a family that lived from paycheck to paycheck. There was always a meal on the table, always My father was an Italian fascist.
1: He was a supporter of Mussolini. How do you relate to the regular people? My father was a fascist who supported Mussolini. They lived paycheck to paycheck, and he used to read books on Hitler. So I know exactly what people in this country are going through right now. I can relate to all of them. Thank you so much. Let's hear the rest of his answer.
7: To paycheck, great pride being an American and great belief in this city. And that's the spirit I do this with. But I have also spent the last 30 years working in East LA and working in Watts, supporting the underserved, education and healthcare, the health track problems. record and the understanding and the families that I know down there that my children have worked with, that we come personal friends with. I understand it. I've got people who lease space for me that are small businesses that struggled during them. the pandemic. We waived all the rent. We wrote we everything off. We and supported we, we, them we, financially because I started them. as a small business.
1: I started, started with
7: <laughs> no business and I built it. So I do understand it. So this notion that I don't connect, I'm probably more connected because of our work in the inner city than most people. And and I want to expand helping the great people of the city especially those that really need help by being mayor. That would be a great gift to me. I'd be honored to do that.
1: All right, that's Rick
0: Caruso. I mean, I don't know, I, maybe he'll be good. He's the only person with evidence of something that he did that I could, like, go to. How
1: about this uh, one they're trying to get elected? All my uh, uh, comic friends on the east side, they're trying to get uh, Eunice elected. Let's get Eunice up before we get out of here. Let's see. Eunice, um, she's running. Sato? No. No. Hold on. I might be pronouncing your name wrong. I'm going to... I'll get it right now. Uh, It's for... E U N I S S E S, Unisys, and she is uh, running for I don't know city council. Hernandez? Yeah, I believe so. Yes. Now let's get um mm-hmm. let's get an interview with her. Okay. Now I don't think she's running for the same thing. <clears throat> what made did she? Let, now let's see her. Advertisement. Because we're in L.A. now, and we want to mm-hmm. protect the people. What were you going to say? What's her mall? She's not built a mall. No. She's not built a mall. She's got a couple of uh, tables set up on the street where they're selling fruit. <laughs> but that's nice. I
8: like fruit. Keep going.
2: Okay. This is uh, Los Angeles for the people. Her, I believe it's an ad.
8: What makes L.A. home? To me, it's the people. I grew up in Highland Park. When I was a kid, we knew everybody in the neighborhood. But slowly, things started to change. Faggot hipsters came in with their comedy shows. Then another.
1: People (laughs) started wearing fucking weird hats, getting on stage and doing these faggot hipster dances. I didn't enjoy that. We wanted to kill those people. But now they tweet about me, so they're cool.
8: Kidding. Kidding. Then another. Neighbors, friends, family, locked up for things like cannabis or mental health crises, when what they needed was care. In my moment of need, I called 911 like we're told to do. The police came, but they wouldn't even get out of their car. So I went to school to become the law enforcement officer who would have helped me. We spend billions on overstuffed police budgets instead of funding neighborhood services that would help folks stay in their homes. And that's how gentrification and criminalization intersect. In the last 10 years, gentrification has devastated us. But it doesn't have to be this way. I've committed my life to undoing the harm inflicted by this lack of investment in our families, youth, and elders. And we're starting to win. we passed sentencing reforms to liberate our neighbors and reunite families. We stopped the building of two new jails and put that money into our community. During the height of the pandemic, we got millions of people to vote for Measure J, which will fund the life-affirming responses my loved ones and I deserved in our time of need. My family had to fight to stay in our neighborhood and against all odds, we won. Now, I'm running for city council to make that easier for everybody in District 1 and across LA. The workers, the young people, LGBTQ folks, Black people, people of color, immigrants. We are the community. We deserve a city that cares for our residents, that embraces our history, not erases our history. We deserve a city where the responses to our most vulnerable moments are life affirming. We deserve a Los Angeles that's for the people. Yeah, I don't hate her. I think
1: she says a lot of valuable stuff. I don't know if you can abolish the cops. I think she's on that train. Um, I just don't think sending social workers out to, uh, you, know, uh, you know, violent crimes is probably the way to go. But I think she says a lot of valuable stuff. I think that, you know, you do need, you do need to find a way to not have gentrification, displace people, turn everything into a corporate mall, take away all the flavor and individuality out of communities. I think she's right about that. I think she's probably got some wacky, batty ideas that will end up getting a lot of people killed. But, you know, see, Patrice Cullors endorses her from BLM. This is the woman who bought four houses Mm -hmm. with the money. This is not what we need. Oh, that's her. I believe so. Yeah. Unless I'm completely wrong about that, but I believe that is the case. Uh... Yeah, it's, it's the abolition of the police is really the wrong move. Yeah, and I, I in 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 that sense, I don't think this. But a lot of what she's saying, I agree with. Mm-hmm. But I think you you need to retrain police, you know, have them be held to different standards. I just don't think getting rid of the cops is a good move here. Um, but I'm all for affordable housing. I think the prison system is a mess. You got to clean that up. Uh, I don't think anybody should be going away for cannabis, I think. But I mean, again, you start going into the bail reform and, you know, people get out of jail, then they kill people. You know, so I I, I do think there's a there's got to be a nuanced approach here. It can't be just like, let's let everybody out of the jails and see what happens. It's not just going to be everybody eating tacos on the street with, with, with the guitars. Which I know, because if you watch her, if you watch the, you know, thing, it's just everybody playing guitars and eating tacos. Mm-hmm. But there's a fair amount of hell being unleashed in the city right now, too. Mm-hmm. Fair amount of, you know, people uh, being uh, murdered. It's not just all tacos and fun and sing-alongs. But, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't hate her. Where is she on the issues, Ben? Go up to the issues. Right here. <clears throat> she seemed earnest Currently nearly half of LA's city budget Is uh, allocated to law enforcement Statistics And decades of tough on crime policies Prove that this does not result in safer communities That's not true I mean literally <laughs> Crime everywhere has gone down I- Except recently LA needs urgent widespread investment In mental health services Public health care affordable. by That's all true That's all true But you also need to retrain police with money. You can't suck the funding out of something and then, you you know, you don't have the resources to retrain cops. You can't replace cops. I don't think that's, you know, you can in certain instances. Homelessness. Many uh, on our streets suffer with untreated mental health needs, problematic substance use, and physical health needs. We must meet the moment with proven and effective services, housing, and strong renter protections. Okay, but, you know, that's not exactly, not exactly specific. Immigration, I will fight for a fully funded, permanent universal justice fund, the right to vote in local elections for angelinos, regardless of citizenship status. Yeah, I don't know that people are going to be in for that either, going, if you're not a citizen, you can vote. In the-. I mean, again, that, that doesn't necessarily yeah. get people excited when you go, whether you're a citizen or not, you can vote, um, because if you if you take that to its logical conclusion, you'll just have tons of people that aren't citizens coming to the country, being entitled to every benefit citizens, and then then you 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 don't really have a country, you have a grab bag of things that people want that they can just get, and that doesn't mean that a lot of these people aren't won't become great citizens, but it's you know there's got to be a process to make them citizens, and then when you are a citizen. You're entitled to things, you should vote. I I think if you're a non-citizen, you should be treated humanely, but I I just think there should be some, in every country in the world, there is a distinction between a citizen and a non-citizen. Every single country in the world. It's not America, it's not white supremacy, it's not the patriarchy, it's just what it is. But, hey, who gives a fuck? I live in Austin. (laughs) Fuck it gives a shit what happens to this dump. Where does Rick Caruso live? Where's his house at? I bet it's Pasadena. Is he living like
0: a baller? He seems like a Pasadena guy. He's just sick of...
1: Ooh, look, at this.
0: look at this. Rick Caruso wow.
1: pays $18.6 million for the Newport Beach mansion next door. That's what I'm talking about. Nice. Nice. Rick,
2: I think he has a house in Brentwood too.
1: That's right. Who wants to make the drive?
2: Oh, here's this one in Malibu, Tim.
1: He lists it for forty million. Here's the deal: Malibu's just not the Hamptons. It just isn't. When you look at these homes, I mean, I like Malibu's pretty, but yeah, it's just not it. It's very pretty. It's just there's no taste. Look at the way the house. It's just no taste. It's a real problem. This is what he should have led with. <laughs> we should talk about real estate. Be a gangster. He goes, he goes, I listed an oceanfront property in Malibu for $40 million. It went over market. We closed at $42 million. That's the experience I'm going to bring to L.A. So you got a choice between him, this guy who's got a real estate portfolio, that's half the city budget, and then the other girl who goes <laughs> and then the other girl who's like we kill cops. <laughs> if you see a cop, we kill we kill them. Two extremes. What are the changes you've seen in LA since you were a youth?
0: Uh it was about how it is now like crime-wise like when I was like a kid and then Yeah, it, it got it got got better. Yeah, and then it got pretty good. Like when I was in like high school and up until basically the pandemic. And now it's kind of like back to gunshots and tons of homeless people and more homeless people than I've ever seen in my life. So that's why I'm going to go with
1: Caruso here. Maybe we got to go with Caruso and see what happens. We need an Italian in there. Yeah. We need a guy. He's going to put all the
0: homeless in like an abandoned Katsuya (laughs) Just close the door.
1: I'm building another Americana strictly for the homeless (laughs) so that they can pretend to shop, play in the fountains, take shits wherever they want. We'll have fountains filled with fentanyl in the new outdoor mall strictly for the homeless designed by Rick Caruso. What do you think about Caruso, Ben?
2: Uh, Caruso, I mean, he's a, he's a rich guy, right? So he's insanely wealthy and he's bored, he, he's elderly and he's
1: bored. Let him fuck around, yeah. Why not? He's, he's rich and he's bored. When rich people get bored, they got to get in there and try to pretend they're gonna fix it all. You're bored. I mean, what are you gonna do? You got 20 million in Newport Beach, 40 million in Malibu. You're bored. Go in there.
0: The natural progression. It's the
1: natural progression. Go in there and see what you can do. He goes, We're gonna give the cops harpoons. <laughs> now, what do you think, Rick? How are you gonna handle it? We're giving the cops better weapons, direct energy weapons. There's there's pulses and things you can do. And a lot of my friends at Raytheon, we've been having lunch over at the uh, Miramar Hotel, the Rosewood Miramar. It's lovely. Get the salmon. And they've been telling me there are uh, direct energy weapons we can use with pulses that will make people instantly (laughs) drop to the street and start shaking. (laughs) Thank you, Rick. Devin's got a very funny podcast called Hate Watch, where you uh, watch things you you dislike. So yeah, it's kind of
0: like this. Yeah, There's not your show, but <laughs> this one in particular. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and you were just on it. It was, it was yeah, it we had was a lot of really fun. Great. Check
1: out that episode, Hate Watch with uh, Devin Costa. Yeah, uh, can we put Ida in the chair to just talk about the Kardashians for
3: five minutes? <laughs> yeah, sure. No, 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 no. I can't. I can't be on camera.
1: Right okay, now. can you from off camera? Can you discuss? Yeah, to yeah, sure, sure. Go ahead. Tell us about the new Kardashians. You're wearing in your sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us about the um, new season? That's yeah, coming?
3: I I can't say much, but it'll be on Hulu. And, and it's what excites be epic. you
1: about this family so much? Because you really uh, you divide, Now I respect them. They got they've got a trillion dollars now. They have more money than all of us. They yeah. have More money than the country.
3: I yeah. I, I, they fascinate me because I think they're the closest thing this country has to a monarchy. That's true. Right. F- rightfully so. I mean, they're they're kind of the epitome of of capitalism. But I think that they actually. Uh, They've kind of proven themselves in a I mean, way.
1: I'm not even kidding. Why not elect them?
3: I, yeah, no, why legit, not? Why
1: not elect Chris Jenner to be the mayor of L.A.? No one's ever accused Or the accused governor her. of California. Like, yeah, why but- not elect Chris Jenner to be the mayor? She'll make those homeless people stars.
3: <laughs> Truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. She'll have
1: those homeless people fucking each other on camera. <laughs> She'll be releasing those tapes. Homeless people just need a show. Yeah. Homeless people really just need a show. And the fact that they don't have one is why they're not getting ahead in this town. And Kris Jenner will show them how to play the game. She's efficient. She's a beast.
3: She gets it done. She absolutely gets it done. This will just be an elevated version, I think, of the E! show. Well, now,
1: what I liked about the uh, preview is they're threatening people now. They're like, we'll destroy them.
3: Yes. Like,
1: you know... It used to be kind of, you know, in the background. Now they're saying we have the resources <laughs> and the time yeah.
0: to just destroy them all. Yeah, like succession.
1: Like I want to, yeah. Yeah, yes. it, it's succession. Yeah. For LA. It's succession for retards. <laughs> is what it is. It's succession, but it's about lip gloss. And I think it's important. Play the Hulu. Can you play this, Ben?
2: The uh, new. Yeah, I think we can. If I hear music, though, I'm going to edit this out. Life
1: without cameras
0: was the big change.
1: Life without cameras was a big change. What did that last for? Two
3: months?
1: (laughs) I think less. It's succession. So how
6: does it feel to be back? We've had so much time off. We've kind of gone into our own world.
1: (laughs) They own you. You know, this is is what I'd have. I'd be like, they're better than you. (laughs) They own you. And you love it.
4: And I've been in this game long enough to know
7: that you just have to be yourself. They're gonna like you for who you are, not what you wear. I'm just kidding, obviously.
8: <laughs>
7: My They're
0: just hot. Really public this time. I feel like we're being chased. Tristan and I are complicated. Trust takes time. Travis and I want to have a baby. Put the sample in this cup. We'll take our
4: mics off. You <laughs> don't get the audio. This is a relationship that I don't think anybody saw coming. Who are you texting, Ken? Does his name rhyme with feet? <laughs> it's so easy to comment on people. Yeah. We have no idea what they're actually going through. It is really hard with Kanye. He told me my is over.
8: Why are we always making excuses for the yeah. people that
4: traumatize us? I'm out. This is so oh ridiculous. We have all the time and all of the resources to burn them all to the <laughs> ground. Never go against the family. Never go against the family. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dude, the last scene, should be just Chris Jenner. She like sits back. You know, she like rolls back on like a chair and she just sits there and she turns around and she just says, "Hello, Vladimir." And Putin just goes in and they start making out. Chris <laughs> Jenner and Vladimir Putin just start making out and they're like, "Never go against the family." <laughs>